Right, we are back with another episode of Red Tinted Glasses and another club game to look forward to. We're approaching the international break and split. But Callum, it's Hamilton up first this weekend. Yes, um, I'm so excited about the Hamilton game. But before we go any further, thank you very much for anyone that's tuned in to the Steve Tosh podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. A lot of good feedback and we're nearing in on 300 subscribers now at time of recording. So if you do want to see me suffer post-split, I think we're thinking possibly the Hibs game for our watch along. We'll get Michael on. It'll be a good laugh. If you want to see that, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. But you can follow us elsewhere. And speaking of going elsewhere... People have been going back and listening to the Richie Byrne podcast as well, going by our anchor statistics. So don't forget, you can check all those out as well. While you're at it, if you want some more Don's content for you. Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. Um, I think folk are taking advantage of being able to watch you suffer. And Michael's definitely keen for a watch along post split. So if we do hit that that three, uh, 300 mark on YouTube, we'll, we'll get that sorted with Michael. And he's a popular guest on the show. And the stats back that up. And the Hibs fans seem to enjoy it enjoy his opinions as well and rightfully so you know you're right the previous content Richie's interviews peaked again the last couple of days but we've got Harold Stavrum, Jamie Smith obviously Jack Grimmer which we've promoted well and truly and a big fan of the show and regular listener mm. um, but also other other previews and, and previous content that we've tried to put out like picking our best Derek McInnes 11 um, which is still an idea we're going to try and explore our worst McInnes, Calderwood, McGee, 11. Mm-hmm. Jack, don't worry, he won't feature in that. No. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. Um, that's maybe something we can fill in in the international break. And obviously, there are Scotland fans that tune in to us as well. Um, we will probably do a review of the, the international, international break instead of a preview. I think it'll be a bit better just rounding up the, the, the first World Cup qualifiers there. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to club football in the time being, though. Um, as ex- as ever, an exciting clash awaits against Hamilton Callum. Yeah, not it's not got the marks for a thriller, does it? But um, after we've picked up four points in the last six, and they've picked up six, so they're the form team going into this. Thanks, Pine Bovril for that statistic after they put us on the board at that time. Um, it's we're on worse form than Hamilton, Glenn. It's not going. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Shout out to Pine Bobber, like you said there. Totally forgetting to put us on the form table. I mean, I know it's been a bad watch, but yeah. not not that bad, surely. But this is, as I said to you before we recorded it, it's the race for third versus the race to survive. Mm-hmm. The perennial, and I hope they don't mind me saying, the jobby that won't go away, Hamilton. They just they know how to stay up in the division. Um, it'll be an interesting battle on, mm-hmm. on Saturday, but one one key miss, I think, for this game will certainly be Bruce Anderson's absence for Hamilton. Definitely, you know, good form for them. Got another assist last night uh, off Ross Callan's absolute peach into the top corner against St Johnston. So it's good that Hamilton won't be able to play Bruce Anderson, and that's just typical that he's gone there, been on good form. And okay, you could say he's gone into a poor Hamilton side, but as the stats show. They're in better form than us. <laughs> yeah, and it's great to see from Aberdeen point of view a striker mm-hmm. scoring goals and well, a striker scoring goals in general, actually, because mm-hmm. that's something that we're um lacking right now. But um yeah, an absolute worldly from Ross Callahan last night. And as uh, Jamie Beatson of um We Are Perth said, it's like, why is he suddenly turned into Lionel Messi in mm-hmm. recent weeks? But um <clears throat> to use that Barcelona reference, Hamilton seemed to just 
turn into Barcelona when they play Motherwell. That's their two victories in their last 10 have come against. Absolutely breezed past them in both games. Mm-hmm. Um, their, five, their last five games um, away from home has only seen them win once, drawn once and three defeats in there. If we look on Aberdeen's side of things, we've had two wins in our last 10. Both those wins, though, coming against basement kind of teams, your Motherwells and Kilmarnock, who are just sitting above Hamilton on goal difference. So could we take take stock of that, that we're playing a team again down the bottom and, and try and build on that? Yeah, maybe some small encouragement that we might be able to grind out and win by a goal or two, if that. But... Um... I mean, Hamilton, are, I've seen the highlights recently. They're playing with a team with a bit of confidence, playing a team with a bit of confidence, sorry. And before the red card against Hibbs, they looked okay as well. And probably mm-hmm. disappointed to not hold on for a win against St. Johnston the other night too, especially given us St. Johnston's side, probably still hung over after winning the Betfair Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're watching the highlights of that game, though St. Johnson definitely dominated the ball. Um, mm. I know Brian Rice was un- unhappy with the, the equaliser and suspicions of offside, but Hamilton just have this knack, especially at home, of disrupting teams and, and getting a goal, albeit there's nothing you can do about Callahan's goal um, mm. that he scored. But one thing I think we should be encouraged about going into this game, despite our lack of goals or threat up top, is the fact that... We've got a good record at home so far this calendar year. Only Livingston, which was just a total shambles defensively, and Rangers have scored at Pataudry. Obviously, our last two wins at Pataudry was with clean sheets over over mm-hmm. Motherwell and Kilmarnock, like we've said. Yeah, that is encouraging that. We look a bit better uh, at the back. It's just unfortunate at the opposite end, it's just got worse rather than better. Um, so it could just be in for a nil-nil and we'll be busting about that. Yeah, I don't think there'll be an instant reaction to that if that's the case. No. Um, there was like a, a sense of apathy at, at full time on on Saturday after another defeat to Celtic. You know, not not the anger. It's just, you know, like we said, we're kind of going through the motions towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a bit of apathy from the sport going going into this game? Yeah, I think a lot of people probably struggling to get to get up for this one. And um, well, I mean, tune in and see what happens I suppose um, I'll pay attention Sell it well. I know I, I'm not not doing the pay-per-view um, any any favours here but um, yeah it is just that word apathy again it didn't know what it meant at the start of the season well and truly aware of what it means now <laughs> definitely but it, it's a it's a big game um, mm-hmm. in the sense of our, our third place ambitions given that, that Hibs travel to Perth to face the League Cup winners in St Johnston. He said, you know, they might have suffered a bit of a hangover on Wednesday, but still ground out a point. They might take confidence from that, obviously their cup success. So we should surely be looking at this game as a chance to to gain ground on Hibs. It's a must win, let's be honest. But for them, they're probably looking at it as well, saying this is an out-of-form Aberdeen side. We can go and upset them perhaps. But if, if we really need to pick up three points now before we go into the split, get a win on our belts and hopefully a good performance as well, maybe even some entertaining football, God forbid. <laughs> Don't ask for too much, just yeah. a few goals would be nice. Um, but, you know, oddly, I, we, me and you were trying to understand why, we're not sure, but we have a week off after mm-hmm. after this game, before the last game, before the split against Dundee United, like you said. 
you've said there it's kind of must win. I, I do echo those sentiments, but Willie Miller was out in his column in the Evening Express this week saying it's it's a six. We need six out of six from our next two games to have any chance of finishing third. Do you kind of agree with that sentiment? I would agree with that, and it's a good chance for uh, the two games. You look at them on paper. It's a good chance for six points, but we have set out these sort of point targets before on this show, <laughs> which we haven't met. But I do agree with Lily Miller there in that it's a good chance for the six points as well as we kind of do need them. Definitely. And I think, you know, if we can get a few goals in this game on Saturday and get some confidence mm-hmm. throughout the whole team and a, and a performance to match, I know we don't, we said we don't want to ask for too much because mm-hmm. Chris might be blown away. By something on the pitch, but looking up top where where we're looking for goals, Fraser Hornby's injuries not been as bad as first feared, so we we may see him again before the season's out. But this has got to be the ideal game for Flo Camberry to finally break his duck for Aberdeen, doesn't it? I think not only this game, but as mentioned before, the Dundee United game as well. That is a decent chance for to maybe buy a couple of goals, get into a bit of form before the split would be nice. And um, fingers crossed, because he has looked pretty decent. His spells looked confident in his plays, link up plays been good, and not being shy to have a pop at goal. So if we could see him bag out one or two, that would be wonderful. Not only for possible points tally, but for him as well. Maybe get him firing ahead of the split. Yeah, absolutely. We need we need confidence, kind of. Th- in our strikers and, and throughout the team as well because we're just we're just lacking that bit of bite and, and cutting edge you know ironically what people said after listening to Steve Tosh you know that that sort of character in the team is something that we're lacking in the in the current team mm-hmm, definitely and and Dean Campbell came out and said this week that you know the team as a whole need to be work as a collective group to, to produce goals. We can't just rely on the strikers. We've seen that certainly this season that we can't rely on our strikers to score mm-hmm. goals. Um, Lewis Ferguson still our top score, scorer with, with nine goals. Um, I'd have loved to see how many of them were penalties. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw in the game against Kilmarnock, the link-up play, we, we touched on that in, in the Celtic build-up from Ferguson and Canberra. Dean's getting a regular run out now. McCrory's been there influencing the midfield as well. Can we see on Saturday these sort of players linking up with, with Canberra and, and producing something? I hope so. I think we're probably definitely looking at Ferguson um, first and foremost to sort of get a break from midfield, get up and join the attacks. But we have seen Campbell getting a lot more confident and seem to be a bit more brave on the ball, making forward runs as well. So that is encouraging and hopefully he can carry that on because Lord knows we do need something like that. And um, also some decent Niall McGinn set pieces would be nice if uh, he's going to be taking them. But after one against Celtic, I'm not sure if he'll be allowed. Yeah, that, that was actually going to be my next point. It's mm. it's actually the midfield creativity that we need and it's the balls into the box need to be of a good quality. Beating the first man at your free kicks. Get the ball off the ground would be nice. <laughs> yeah. But even, even corners, let's not just sit and rely on an Ash Taylor long throw. Mm-hmm. We need constant quality, getting the balls into dangerous areas. But Niall McGinn... And Dean Campbell in previous weeks have did that at Parkhead, but there was no anticipation to get on the end of that. I'm thinking back to the McGinn cross mm-hmm. that kind of followed up his his poor effort at, at Parkhead. So hopefully that's being worked on at, at Cormac Park this week. 
Mm-hmm. We've got plenty um, of time, if not this week, for before the next one anyway. <laughs> but looking from how we lined up against Celtic, obviously McGinn and Hendry didn't feature. Do you think they will, will maybe have a few changes going into this weekend or do you see just us naming an unchanged 11 again? Hopefully, I would like to see Hendry up there alongside Camberry. So say Hendry did come on and score, but then sort of dropped the pitch again. Um, it, I, I think it would be good to see if they can maybe strike up some sort of partnership because God knows mm. we need something to work. And if that could stick, that would be nice. And um, just something not anonymous or a fumble from Calum Hendry would be nice. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of agree with that. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure if we would work how that formation would work if the you know Callum Hendry's playing off Canberra or or vice versa, mm. but we need need somebody else to, to kind of to help create for Canberra because certainly at the weekend past there was too much of a gap between the midfield. We we spoke about this previously with Watkins when Hedges wasn't in the team. Mm-hmm. The gap between midfield and striker was was almost too big that any time the ball got up to the lone striker there was no support around him so we we certainly need that um, I'd like to see Conor McLennan feature some more again um, we've seen his work certainly going forward he seems to be doing a decent job defensively in, in that wing back role and it's just encouraging to see the young players get these minutes we know what they can do um, and the only way they learn and improve as, as you've been an advocate of is actually playing them. Exactly. I, I think um, at times even myself being a bit critical of Conor Clennon, maybe his final ball not quite there. But at the same time, he's, what, 21 years old. The only way that sort of consistency is going to come is with, with getting regular chances and learning from mistakes. So I'd like to see him in from the start again between now and the end of the season, really, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I Personally, I don't think McInnes will will make any changes. Depends if the tumble is working or not. But if it if it is working, I, I could see Niall McGinn coming in just for that that bit of quality. Um, hopefully, in terms of set pieces, uh, given given what happened in the last home game. But it just remains to be seen. We're just lacking that spark ever since Hedges um, got injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, that other one left. Yeah, I wasn't going to even mention that. Mm. Um, as we've said, you know Hamilton will be coming up here in in better form over the last six games than us, albeit their away form hasn't been great. Um, Bruce Anderson, as we've we've discussed, has kind of had a new lease of life mm. under Brian Rice. That that really will be a big blow for them. I think he's mentioned that this is uh, Brian Rice sort of made him feel wanted, but you know it's we're in a bad position when we as Aberdeen fans are glad that Bruce Anderson will not be eligible to play against us. <laughs> it, that, that's sort of the that, that's sort of the level uh, we're at. A scathing indictment of our season, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just really does sum up where we are just now. But it's like I said, it is encouraging to see a young player mm-hmm. getting minutes and, and proving they're worth on the pitch but Mark Kerr will be pulling his hair out or what he has left of it anyway mm-hmm. losing his job as air manager signing Bruce Anderson as to be his main striker and he couldn't score a league goal for air but yeah it's banging them in and pulling assists left right and centre for Hamilton mm-hmm. um, that means we've we've spoken to Ben from the At Only Aki's podcast and unfortunately couldn't join us on the show today but he's said 
it's fairly obvious Bruce will be a big miss. But it then leaves them going with David Moyo and Andy Winter up top. For those of you that have watched the highlights of Hamilton's game last night, you'll see David Moyo smacking the bar mm-hmm. um, at 1-0 for Hamilton. But he he's a bit of a handful. Yeah, and they'll have points to prove as well, given this little lads coming um, come in from Aberdeen and keeping them out of the team and performing well. So they've got points to prove against us and they know we can be, we've looked a bit better defensively, but we can be fragile uh, at times. So they can ruffle feathers definitely and cause problems and they've got points to prove. So a bit worried, more worried than we should be. They've got not only points to prove, but points to fight for. You know, mm-hmm. there's a big game going on in Dingwall at the weekend, Ross County, Kilmarnock, which I'm sure... Um, you know, Hamilton will have an eye on the result um, mm-hmm. of that. That's a big relegation six-pointer. And, you know, they'll feel if they can grab something from the game, they'll be well in the hunt to, to stay up again. Um, injury concerns from Hamilton. Ben's told me that um, Jamie Hamilton, uh, who loves a card, mm-hmm. um, has a slight ankle injury, but feels he should be fit to take his place back in the team. Um, we know he brings a bit of hard tackling and a bit of bite to the Hamilton midfield as we obviously saw with a harsh red card against Hibs. I would say harsh, yeah. He brings a bit of the Steve Tosh to them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> probably wouldn't mind me saying that, honestly. But yeah, it's sort of what, sort of that sort of bite in the midfield. Maybe not to the extent he was going at against Hibs, but I'd say probably a bit harsh. That's sort of what we've been lacking almost to, to an extent. So if he can come in, ruffle some feathers again, I'm using that, those words, you never know mm-hmm. what could happen. Yeah, and, and Ben's hoping that if Hamilton's fit, it will also allow um, Odofin to move into the midfield where he feels he is in his most in effective position, allowing kind of to pull the strings for, for the Hamilton team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've seen how much of a threat he is at set pieces um, and how much of a threat Hamilton can pose at set pieces. So it'll be good if we can just kind of keep keep those kind of key players for Hamilton quiet. We really need to kind of set the tempo, I feel, in this mm-hmm. game on Saturday. We can't let Hamilton grow in confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to set our stalls out early on, get in their faces. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that something you'd kind of agree on? I definitely agree with that sort of high intensity. I was actually thinking about that watching uh, some of the Rangers game the other night. I know bad, Rangers bad, but mm-hmm. um, I was watching it sort of enviously and when they were at 0-0 obviously at 0-0 until about the 87th minute or something like that you've got Alan McGregor every single time he gets the ball or goes out for a goal kick he's rushing urgency get the ball moving again unsettle them get it going I was thinking when was the last time we saw Joe Lewis like that or for anyone by for that matter say from a mm-hmm. throw in or whatever that's just mm-hmm. and it sounds like something so little but that is it's the little things that add up and that's probably why they are where they are those kind mm-hmm. of things um, and I would just like to see a bit of that, a little bit more intensity, a little bit more urgency. And if you're not going to listen to my nonsense about them, um, back in the 80s, Ferguson, they always, they always used to say, even when you're at Ibrox or Celtic Park, if it goes out for a throw and get it back on, get playing urgency quickly and not unsettle them, because they'll think, bloody hell, usually folk come and waste time. And they're looking a bit up for it. If we could just be a bit more intense, I would be happy. It sounds like something so small. But I'm wanting it. I want to see. I want to see Joe Lewis getting the ball out from the back, nice and quickly. Urgency is not his strong point, but fingers crossed. No, I, I definitely agree because, like I said, when I was watching the highlights, 
um, of last night's game um, just to kind of see what Hamilton were up to in, in, in the game. St. Johnson had the ball down, pigging it about, getting in behind and, and genuinely or generally causing problems. And that's something we know this team is capable of doing. We've just not seen it often enough um, in kind of the second half of the season. And if we can get that, as you say, high intensity, urgency constantly throughout, just just get Hamilton unsettled because we've all seen it on a cold Tuesday night at Tawdry. I think it was last season, possibly the season before, when Hamilton came up here and actually won the game, mm-hmm. sat in, frustrated us. Uh, George Oakley hit that Van Basten-esque goal. You know, Hamilton... They cause us problems regularly up here or down down there. So <clears throat> we need to get get at them from the off, get ideally an early goal, mm-hmm. and then you know keep the foot foot on the throat. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen it too many times against this so-called lesser opposition, and um, we let them get set up. Then we have to try and break them down because we're too slow in getting it forward. There's no urgency whatsoever. And then once we try and break someone down, it's so painful to watch. So if we can get, as you say, on the front foot, have a go at them early on, urgency, unsettle them. Don't let them sort of get their foot on, uh, get a foothold in the game. Then we might have a chance against Hamilton. There we are. <laughs> yeah. Positive indictment as ever. Mm-hmm. And I think set pieces will be key to this game. Um, you know, we know our quality around that has been distinctively lacking this season, albeit I know we did score from one against Kilmarnock. But equally, Hamilton will pose threats from that. They have height throughout their team. Um, let's hope that we can defend the set pieces better, but also attack them better and utilise um, something that should be a key asset for our attacking arsenal, really. Yeah, it's not something that we've just been saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying not just me and you, but as fans in general, but even mm-hmm. in sort of Red TV commentary, the pundits they've had on that kind of thing, they've been saying, look at the height that's in that Aberdeen team. They need to be taking advantage of them more often. And it's something we've not seen, but if we could. And it's even when we did score for one, it wasn't even one of the huge boys in there that scored. It's Cal Mendry. I don't think he's even six foot, so... Yeah, and Gary Dicker just totally lost him, so kind of got away with some poor defending there. Um, yeah, it'll be in, it'll be interesting, but I'm feeling confident that we'll be coming away from the game with three points, despite how I've kind of approached it in this mm-hmm. in this little preview um, for you all. Um, care to put a prediction on the game, Cal? A prediction, one nil, us. I think I'm confident that we will get a win. I'm. Not confident that I'll be entertained. What about you? Funny, I it's funny that prediction is the second one nil I've heard, and um, we've got one at work. We do a little prediction league on the Aberdeen games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the same prediction. I'll be submitting to that, and I think we're gonna we're gonna get plenty of goals. I'll say three nil. Are you um, feeling okay? I really don't know what it is. I don't know if I've drank enough today. Yeah. getting a bit disillusioned but I think if we can get an early goal and get out Hamilton I kind of think that that'll get us playing with a bit of confidence mm. and I just hope that you know we don't just sit on our laurels if it is 1-0 you know a classic let's see out a 1-0 under McInnes that we've mm-hmm. seen before we've heard it from certain players in co-coms let's just keep going 
<clears throat> goals breed confidence, so that's what I want to see. Sorry, I took a drink at a terrible time there. <laughs> I hope you tried that at home. Anyone listening will be like, what's going on here? It's absolutely silent. It's a very awkward pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I admire your confidence, Glenn. I don't share it, but I admire it. I can respect it. Well, you'll need to tune in for our review of the game to see if my confidence was merited or if Calm's cautious optimism was the correct approach. Mm-hmm. And to do so, make sure to subscribe with notifications on so you don't miss it and follow us wherever you're listening in and on Twitter too, at RTG underscore podcast. I remembered it for once. Thanks very much for tuning in, everybody. 